Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Chris Barsby is with us. Chris, you would have heard the closing comments there from Sharon. You've been involved in horses most of your life and your partner, of course, your wife Kylie's and her family's involved with horses. Do you know of any standard breads that sit like that? Like that thoroughbred? <laughs> No, I can't say I have, Steve. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it, it's a fascinating story, but uh, that, that's a first for me. I've never come across mm. anything like that. Chris, with Lock and Varat, tell us about the draw and your expectation there on the weekend with his return. Well, firstly, Steve, I can tell you he trialled last night. He had a little trial at Shepparton, his home track, and he went up against Max Delight of all horses. Of course, Max Delight, Victoria Cup winner. He ran a great race in the Inter-Dominion Grand Final, and Lockenvarat was able to shade Max Delight there over the latter part. 57.2 mild rate for 2,190 metres, last half 56.6. So that tops him off for Saturday night. Saturday night, it's a field of eight. He's got gate seven, the outside of the front row. He's gone up 195 with tab. So, um, you know, do you want to take 195 for a horse that hasn't raced for 12 months and he's got to overcome the extreme outside draw, or do you go shopping for value? But uh, as it stands, he is the favourite, and he has had another trial following on from last week, and uh, he trialled well last night. So it's all all pointing towards Lock and Varad, so it's mm. going to be very interesting. It is, because you just don't know if the dot 95 is actually unders or overs at this stage. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question, and mm. it's a great point that you raise, because do you want to take the 195? Is that value, or is it unders? And we won't know until after the race, plain and simple. Yeah, our first guest is with us, Chris. Well, this man is going to play a role in this race on Saturday night. We're talking about Lorcan Varad, the horse that won the Bendigo Cup last week and lines up in the Shepparton Cup on Saturday night is Spirit of St. Louis. We've seen him here in Brisbane. He was here during the Tab Constellations back in July. He's part of a, uh, a big ownership group spearheaded by Summit Bloodstock. Jamie Dernberger-Smith is online with us now. Jamie, good morning. How are you there, Mr. Pelican Waters results? <laughs> uh, very good. Now, tell me, what are you expecting Saturday night, taking on Lockin Varad, who's first up in 12 months and has the outside draw? Uh, it's still going to be extremely tough. Um, the way I see the race is Tango Tara. could not imagine it handing up to anyone in this race, um, especially not Lockin Varad first up, so... It'll be interesting tactics early to see what Mac Da Vinci does. Um, if we can slide across and then get the back of uh, Lock of our out and sit 1-1, that would be perfect world scenario. But, yeah, a lot of things are going to play out in this race. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a great race. Yeah, no doubt about it. Was the Shepparton Cup always part of his program or was that a change after his win last week at Bendigo? Uh, so, when I spoke with... Luke and Melinda, uh, the Bendigo Cup wasn't even on the, the radar, really. So they just said he's just been working unbelievable, just so sharp. So it was just a no-brainer to head on down there. And he just pulled up amazing again. So Shepman Cup, here we come. And then probably Ballarat Cup and then into the Hunter Cup. Okay. With Locken Varad, this is the time to be taking him on, where he's fresh up, hasn't raced for 12 months. He's had two trials, two pretty quiet trials. There was only... One horse in that Melton trial, Tango Terra, and then last night I think there was three horses that uh, competed. So this is the time to get Lock and Varat. So if you're ever going to conquer him, this surely has to be this weekend. 
Yeah, you would, you'd think that'd be the case. Um, we know our horse is extremely fast. Um, if it was sitting on the fence, sitting behind, let's say Lockenvara led, and we were sitting behind him, we know we're super quick. I'd love to see it one day and see if we can run him down. So you'd think that this would be our opportunity to beat him. Um, obviously being fresh, but then you've got Dave Moran, absolute genius. So he'll have him spot on. I'm sure of that. Yeah, 195 with Tad Lockenvarad. You all got a spirit of St. Louis 370. Is that fair in your opinion? Yeah, I, I'd say so. Um, what price is Tango Tara? 750. That looks value to me. Okay, okay. All right, so you, you've mentioned this Saturday night, Ballarat Cup, then the Hunter Cup. Miracle Mile, are we looking at Queensland? I'm hearing that there is going to be some significant prize money increases for some of our features during the Winter Carnival this coming year. Is that part of the program looking long-term with Spirit of St. Louis? Yeah, well, me being a Queensland, it'd be lovely if you'd come up here so I can uh, not have to travel as far. But, yeah, I'd say that'd be the plan. Um, we just take it each race as it comes. You know what all sort of like. Um, they can be uh, fickle beings, so... Yeah, we'll just take it day by day and then hopefully we can get through this race unscathed and then off to the Ballarat Cup. If you stay, you can stay at Pelican Waters. That'll be the plan. I'm sure <laughs> Barsby's got a residency there, doesn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, now, tell me, in all seriousness, last year what he showed was, was very exciting, Spirit of St. Louis. But just judging on that performance last week, we're fresh into a new year. Is this the year for Spirit of St. Louis? Can he make that you know, step up again and be a genuine Grand Circuit, you know, player? Yeah, well, the way I see it is expensive ego, um, King of Swing, they're both stallions, as we all know. So there's got to be another heir apparent there. Lock and Barat's also a stallion as well. So we're just hoping it's going to be us. Um, hopefully he can keep progressing. Obviously, he's only five years old, so he's relatively young. And then, yeah, hopefully it's us that progresses to that next level and becomes... King with a bit of luck. Yeah. What's the one big race that you would like to win with Spirit of St. Louis? Oh, it has to be an Inter Dominion. That's that's yeah. the race that when you're a kid you dream about. So it's definitely an Inter Dominion. Okay. okay. So if it's not this year in Melbourne, you'd be happy to win it in Brisbane the following year? I wouldn't care if I won it in the Philippines. As long as it said <laughs> it was the Inter Dominion, I'd be happy. <laughs> Okay. The other horse that I've got to ask you about, uh, part of the Summit Bloodstock team, is this Trotter Parisian Artiste. This guy looks like a genuine star in the making, and I'm sure you probably didn't want the, the current season to end 2021 because he was on a run highlighted by that recent Group 1 victory in the Vic Bread Super Series because as the year got longer, he was getting better. Yeah, this horse is... He's unbelievable, this horse. Um he was a relatively cheap purchase. Um, they couldn't get him to stay in his gate, and then we swooped on him. Uh, yeah, three runs ago when he almost broke Tornado Valley's track record, death seat, and we all just sat down and said, we think this is the best three-year-old trotter in the Southern Hemisphere. And when it comes down to the clock and how tough he is, and he can also be fast, um, a lot of the times they park him and he just buries him in the ground. This, yeah, this trotter is unbelievable. And... The scary part about it is he's just getting better. And he's by Love You, they all get better. So, yeah, it's unbelievable. What a ride. So, yeah, that, that performance uh, in his most recent start, that Vic Bread Super Series final where he was outside of Aldebaran Zoo, so th th that performance didn't surprise you one bit? Uh, the only surprise in the race was 
um, Alfred going so fast in front because um, we're so tough and it's so fast. I thought it'd just try to go as slow as it could or even hand up to us. We were pretty worried if, because of how electric it is, if it ended up handing up to us, that it would have a chance of out sprinting us. So when he was running with a thousand to go, when they went 28 six, I think it was the first quarter of the journey, uh, we will we'll chuckle them to ourselves. Okay. So is he having a let up as we speak? Yeah, he is. Yeah, we're not going to do anything crazy by going to the Great Southern Star or anything like that. Um, we'll just go through the four-year-old races with him and then just progress that way and then hopefully into Dominion season after. Okay, okay. He's a very exciting prospect, though, isn't he? Yeah, oh, he's he's the, the pin-up boy. Um, he's surpassed Spirit of St. Louis because he won a Group 1, so he's on the top and Louis number two. <laughs> if Louis knocks off uh, Lock and Varad, he might just reclaim the medal as number one on tipping on the weekend. Yeah, if Louis knocks off Lock and Varad, I'll be throwing myself to the ground. So. <laughs> okay, okay. So how many uh, how many horses are on the books right now? Because everywhere we look over the past month, uh, around Christmas time, Summit Bloodstock was to the fore. You, you guys have had a really good run. Yeah, we've got a hundred and seventy-eight now. Um, the plan is just to keep pushing get as many horses as we possibly can. Um, we always say to everyone, that does, even the slow horses, like they've all got their place. Um, we'll buy anything that we think we can do a good job with. So, yeah, that's the plan. Just keep pressing on. Um, we've retired Westar Sam, our, our OG, um, the other week. So we'll just look for horses to replace these horses and then just keep building. Okay. We've got a 10-race program tonight at Redcliffe. Have you got any runners there? No, I don't. So Wednesdays are usually our quietest days, funnily enough. It's the day that we do all the um, the My Stable audio reports for all the owners. Um, so, yeah, for some reason, we de- generally don't have many runners. But we've got um, Jackson Jazz is running at Geelong. Um, he's a really good chance. And we've got Uncle George um, having his second start in America at Yonkers in the ninth. He's a big chance as well, and he'll be a good price if anyone's out there wants to have a bet. Okay, we'll keep an eye out for him. Uncle George going around at Yonkers. We'll take any tip uh, anywhere in the world. So uh, we've got one there for Yonkers. Uh, and that won't be too far away, that race. So fairly quiet day for you, but it's all building towards Saturday night. Spirit of St. Louis in the Shepparton Cup. Yeah, very exciting. I just needed to do a quick little shout-out to a young aspiring rangeman, Cam Thurlow. Uh, by all reports, he's got lengths on his old man, so that give him a little cheerio. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing him at the uh, the trial track very soon, uh, no doubt about that. Hey, Jamie, as always, really appreciate the time. Uh, we'll see you at trackside, but good luck with Spirit of St. Louis this weekend. Thank you very much for your time, guys. There's Jamie Dernberger-Smith joining us from Summit Bloodstock. So can Spirit of St. Louis go back-to-back with Country Cups there in Victoria? Got the Bendigo Cup last week. He's got the Shepparton Cup this Saturday night but he's got a uh, formidable foe in Lochinvara that he's got to conquer. He is first up, Lochinvara, and he is the favourite with Tab right now at 195. So come Friday, Steve, it's going to be very interesting to see if there's any sort of market movement, whether he's coming in or going out as we get closer to start Mm. time. Chris, I happened to catch that free-for-all race, of course, at Albion Park last Saturday night. Turned it up uh, just sectionally. He couldn't win, but LL Cool J was basically given the race, but it wasn't a spectacular performance. But as you keep saying, there's not a lot between some of these open company horses in Queensland at the moment. Depends on run of the, run of the race stuff, doesn't, doesn't 
Yeah, absolutely. Barrier draws are so important, Steve. Mm. I've just got a little query about some of those times out of those races, uh, oh, section, especially that first half. It, they look like they were walking and then they've put up some unbelievable splits and uh, the horse behind the leader was running all over the leader. So if they were going as fast as what they were claiming, that shouldn't have happened. So uh, last half, I, I would probably agree with it. It looked like it was very slick, but... Um, you know, in yeah, what have they got? 27 up, 3, 29 5, 27 3, and 27. Yeah, I, I, I doubt that first half mm. was run at that speed. All right. Especially well, that's when important. the behind leader is running all over the leader. Like, if they're going that quick, he shouldn't shouldn't be doing that. So, yeah. Colt 31, who was beaten in that race, Steve, running fourth, he starts on Saturday night in Sydney. So he heads south this week, goes down. Robbie Morris will take the drive on Saturday night, and he's drawn the outside there in his race so it's not a uh, a pleasant draw that's for sure and certain but it will be very interesting mm. to so see what's the whole theory course. about that because we know he hasn't won for a hell of a long time and he's not the horse he was but still a, ter- a terrific money spinner ongoing like he wasn't beaten far the other night but what's the whole you know theory behind taking him down south is it what easier races or I wouldn't say easy. I think they're looking at the miracle mile, but I think just the change of environment, that might just spark him up. He is a stallion, so getting him away from, you know, the the normal routine at his home base, that might just spark him up a little bit and make him a little Mm. bit sharper. I think that's probably, uh, you know, the plan or or the hope uh, that, you know, he can just find that spark because once he finds it, we know that he's more than competitive with anything in in, in this part of the world. So, uh, and if he does find that form, it'll be the best place to have him because they've got so many features coming up in lead up to the Miracle Mile. And it's not all that far away, the Miracle Mile as well. That comes up in early March, so we're midway through January now. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see if he can sort of bounce back. But uh, it will be interesting. Also, Mac Da Vinci starts in that Shepparton Cup on Saturday night. I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but I, I won't be shocked if Shane Graham's offered to drive. Uh, for Mac Da Vinci on Saturday night in the Shepherd and Gold Cup. So we'll wait with interest to see if that change does How's go How's he going? Late. We know he's one of the stars of uh, when he was in Queensland. What, how's he going in general? Well, he, he was much better last Saturday night in Sydney running second, but uh, he was beaten by the star mayor, Stylish Memphis. But he, he probably should have won given the run that he got last week. You know, he was beaten by an outstanding mayor, no doubt about it. But given... Given the run he got, he should have been able to hold on there. So it's interesting that they've taken him down to Shepparton, or that they're going to take him down to Shepparton on Saturday night where he meets, you know, a, a really strong field. But he's drawn nicely in gate two, so it'll be interesting. This race mm. on Saturday night will probably tell us a lot more where he's at, Mac Da Vinci. So, mm. But there were encouraging signs there last week, so we'll wait with interest yeah. there. Don't forget later today, Steve, Sunday Sun steps out. This is the, the best trotter in the Southern Hemisphere. He goes around uh, in race nine today at Ascot Park in Vicargill. So it's 4.18 Queensland time. He's off a 30-metre handicap, and he goes up against Oscar Bonavina. So that that is going to be a really good uh, contest between two outstanding trotters, but there's no doubt Sunday Sun is the best trotter in this part of the world. Is he always foolproof off the tape? Yeah, no, no, he's good, uh, Sunday Sun. There's no real concern there. So... um, there shouldn't be any worries with the start. He got away cleanly last time out, and uh, he's been good for some time now. So mm. that'll be a good contest later today. Yeah, Darren Clayton's with us. Did you happen to put the clock on that race the other night, Darren, at Albion Park, the open free-for-all? No, morning, Steve, morning, Chris. I had a I had a look at it. I didn't actually put the clock on it, but um, just going off the eye, I agree with what uh, Chris has said in that 
if they were going that quick, the, the horse behind was, was fired right up. Um, he didn't finish the race off either, but, um, yeah, it just looked a bit of a, a different one. The other thing, I guess, uh, LL Cool J, he probably gets over the ground pretty well. He's uh, um, a pretty nice-going sort of animal, so that may have some bearing on it, but I haven't actually put the clock on it to see. It did, did to the eye, look like they were going a little bit slower than what the time suggested. And it backs up the performance of uh, of Governor Jujon. Like he, he was three wide to the breeze there on Saturday night, and he's gone down by a narrow margin after doing all the work in, in brilliant sectionals. So by far and away, he was the run of the race. Governor Jujon, he was brilliant there on the weekend. Yeah, certainly, and great to see him back um, back in business. He's uh, you know he had that pretty much nearly all his four-year-old season off. So backing that run up on Saturday night, whether um, the times are correct or not, either way you look at it, it was a super effort and um, looking forward to what he can start to produce this year if he stays sound. And um, he's a he's a very nice horse and always has been. Well, a positive sign for him. He backs up this weekend. Uh, Reckler takes centre stage on Saturday night, coinciding with the Magic Millions Day at the Gold Coast. So Governor Jujon starts and it's a track that he does absolutely love. There's no doubt about it. He's got a great record there, Governor Jujon. Speaking of Rickler, we've got 10 races there tonight, uh, Darren. What is your best bet? Yeah, well, I thought uh, wait a little bit later in the card and it's race seven, horse number two, Maywin McDuff. Now, uh, Kelly Dawson was good to us yesterday, got uh, Maywin's courage home. I think Maywin McDuff, he's first up here uh, for his three-year-old term. He had six starts as a two-year-old run into some pretty handy horses along the way. He did uh, horses like Class to the Max, Leap to the Fame, uh, Away We Go, Borsellino. He was sort of thereabouts in all of them and then won his last start uh, against Open Age. Uh, sorry, won his last start against two-year-olds and, uh, and then he comes back here as a three-year-old. Has trialled. Um, he took on sort of all comers in a trial uh, and I thought that was a nice enough trial, even though he was well beaten. It was behind game set major. He's a very nice horse, and we saw start favourite yesterday in that same race that Maywin's Courage won. So um, I think Maywin McDuff can get to the front and take them all the way here. Race seven, number two. Okay, 260 currently with tab fixed price. Maywin McDuff, race seven, number two. Let's build a quaddy for tonight. Let's go with race number five, the opening leg. How many do we need to play here? Yeah, I thought it was a race in two. I thought number two, a good ideal. Um, he's short enough, probably a little bit shorter than I would like, but uh, he was a, an odds-on favourite last time too and, and rolled. But uh, he gets to the front here. Doesn't look a great deal of early pressure. Should be hard to run down. The danger will be number nine, Wedding Night, as he's been in great form since she joined Greg Franklin's stable. And um, the only thing against her is probably the second line, but certainly looks a racing two between number two, a good ideal, and number nine, wedding night. Okay, what about race six, first leg of the treble? Field of seven, how many do we need to play? Yeah, a little bit of a tricky one here. I've got uh, number five, Artistic Saint on top. Um, was a good winner last week. It's been going uh, pretty well. He had placed um, three on the bounce, and then uh, he's backed that up with two successive wins. So gate five doesn't make it any easier, but I thought he'd be able to 
uh, just might just be able to get the three-peat. Mac Talk gets gate one. Um, she doesn't win out of turn anymore. She's sort of getting up a bit in years. Uh, released the front last time out and um, chased home behind Artistic Saint. Blood Money's an interesting one. Comes up from New South Wales for Wendy and Jason Turnbull. Um, he'll be after a Q-bred bonus. And uh, from gate two, he should be thereabouts. So we'll go with numbers one, two and five in the second leg. OK, are we going one out with Maywin McDuff in race seven? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to go uh, one out in the last two legs. Uh, we'll go with Maywin McDuff in that third leg. If there's a danger, it's probably number four, Senora Jujon. Um, hasn't been too far away. And we'll be fresh up here. And then in the last leg, Kookaburra Princess was a was a really good winner last week. Uh, first up for Shane Graham. And this looks no harder. Um, same, similar sort of gait can just bide her time and, and make a sweeping move like she did last week. Really put the, put them to the sword through that third quarter last week. So we'll go one out with the Kookaburra to bring it home. Well, you filled the pockets last week with Kookaburra Princess and there's no reason why she can't do it again. So just repeating your quaddy numbers. First leg, two and nine. Second leg, one, two and five. Two only in race seven. And in the last leg, we're going with eight. So a grand total of $6 for 100% of that quaddy dividend. Yeah, nice and nice and easy. I thought tonight, um, hopefully, it turns out that way. And if it's just just another one there at a bit of value, I thought, in race four, Chris, I thought much better was really good last start at Albion Park. Uh, I think he bobs up in a race here with a bit of value. The, the favourite, number one, will be having his first look at Redcliffe and first up since July and hasn't been seen in a trial. That might just make him a little bit uh, vulnerable. And I thought that at the price, the way much better went the other day and his... Uh, current price there, I thought he might be a, a nice little bet there, race four number five, much better It's a one-two dividend there, but uh, seven fifty to win, three dollars to play so if he can run top two Yeah, certainly, and like I say, that run last week, he didn't. there was no moves until about the 200 and, and he really flattened out nicely, and he does have a good Redcliffe record to match Okay, so that's race four number five, much better You can go each way, although it is only a field of seven, but the best bet for Darren is race seven number two May win McDuff. He's at 260, much better. 750 to win, $3 for the play. So that's Redcliffe tonight. We've got 10 races coming through there. Action gets underway at 5.17. So it's a little bit different this week, Darren. We've got harness racing tomorrow at Albion Park. Eight races there, nine on Friday afternoon. But we go to Redcliffe on Saturday night for the Metro card. And just looking at it, uh, fields look okay. As I mentioned, Governor Jujon steps out. So not a bad program coming up this weekend. Yeah, 10 races there, and um, this is the second year now that they've had this um, summer meeting on a Saturday night, just trying to cash in on the school holiday um, set up there, and like you mentioned, we'll see Governor Jujon, um, pretty good trot race uh, tucked away at the back end, there's only five runners, but I think that'll be a competitive affair, and we get to see Hemsworth in the Knights and Dames final, he looks to have a pretty firm hold on that, he'll be, he'll be well into the red, but... Uh, the way he won his heat of that, uh, he looks to have a mortgage on the final. Yeah, no doubt about it. That comes through as race number seven, the Knights and Dames final. Uh, just last night, Tamworth Harness Racing, Graham Dwyer went down with a big team. It, uh, it wasn't his night last night, Graham. He, uh, he had a pretty tough night at the office. He certainly did. It, it, tricky one. It, he's gone down with eight horses and he's ended up in two races, four in each race. And uh, <laughs> no luck at all in the first one where two of his runners... The two favourites both got put out of play early. And then um, in the second one, 
he again got put out of play early. So it was a long trip down for probably not much reward, but uh, I did notice he had a new addition to the barn step out at the trials yesterday. Let's catch me if you can. Certainly a well-performed runner over a few seasons. He started with Dave Urell, ended up with Bernie Hewitt to the McCarthys, and now he ends up with Graham Dwyer, and he trialled pretty nicely yesterday. Yeah, he led all the way in that trial too, Darren. Uh, he rated 58.9, did it very easily. Splits of 29.5, 32.8, 29.3, got home in 27.6, and he was hardly asked for any type of effort late. So he looks like he's going to be a good money spinner here in Queensland for Graham. Let's catch me if you can. Uh, Darren, as always, appreciate the time. We'll be chatting again on Friday morning when we run the eye over the rip. Look forward to Saturday night. Yeah, looking forward to just something a little bit different this week. There's Darren Clayton joining us uh, and looking at uh, tonight's Redcliffe meeting his best bet. Race seven, number two, may win McDuff each way. Race four, number five, much better. Uh, Steve, just in some other harness racing news, um, as far as WA is concerned, Chicago Bull lines up again this Friday night. It looks like they've picked up another nice one from New Zealand, the Hall Stable, a horse by the name of Smart Watch. He's only had about five starts over there. He's a three-year-old. So he looks like he's headed west and joining the stables of Gary Hall Jr. Todd and Andy McCarthy, who are driving sensations in North America, they're still here, but I'm, I'm led to believe they will go home this weekend. So uh, they'll be heading back to North America. They've got some key drives, obviously, up there. Todd's the uh, the regular driver of Alleywag Hanover. He's probably the best open-class horse up there. And Andy's always got some power as well nowadays. So both of those boys are headed back to uh, the United States this weekend. And uh, just in some other news coming through from the trials this morning down there at Menangle, uh, there was a, a very interesting horse that stepped out in the first trial, uh, Max Shard. He won the Bohemia Crystal free-for-all back on Miracle Mile Night back in March last year. He's had some soundness issues since, but he went around on a trial this morning, finished third behind Cash and Flowey Stablemate. Titian Raider was second. Zeus Bromac was fourth. They went 153. So it'll be interesting to see which way they're sort of leaning with Matt Shard. Are they looking at taking him to Victoria for some of their features coming up, or do they keep him purely in Sydney and target around the Miracle Mile Carnival? He might even be a Queensland winner carnival prospect uh, later this year. So he was a very interesting runner. And another horse from that trial session this morning that stepped out was Small Tees. This is the horse that went very fast time last year as a two-year-old for Brian, Bord, uh, Brian Portelli. Went exceptionally fast time in a trial. I think he went uh, 150.2 in a trial, winning by about 100 metres. Um, he's a good horse. He, he stepped out of the trials. He's looking at going towards the Simpson Memorial and then the New South Wales Derby. That's not too far away. So that's Small Tees. And Duke of Cornwall, who's been the buzz horse in New Zealand for some time. This is a three-year-old, a son of Sweet Lou, half-brother Duke of Wellington, the ill-fated Duke of Wellington. He's been purchased by Richard Pellucci. Richard Pellucci is based in Massachusetts up in uh, in North America. He was the guy that raced Chartin, who took all before her. And it looks like Duke of Cornwall is going to join the stables of Luke and Belinda McCarthy. And he's going to be set for the New South Wales Derby. I think they paid about a half a million dollars for this horse, Duke of Cornwall. So he's on his way to Sydney. He'll target the New South Wales Derby. Who knows? There's a number of other races that they could target as well, including the Rising Sun during our... Uh, mm. our so where would he sit with that horse? Year. Where would he sit with that horse you spoke about yesterday then in regards to ability that it won at Nelson? Um, <laughs> I would take a cooter over Duke Cuda. of Cornwall. Mm. Yeah. Um, you, you won't get me swapping anything for a cooter. But Duke of Cornwall's a really nice horse. So 
Um, he, he's built up a nice record. Uh, but this is this is interesting. Uh, you know, they've paid huge money for him. Uh, eventually, he'll he'll end up in North America. But uh, it's interesting that they want to keep him here in Australia first, try and, you know, claim some of that money back that they've outlaid for him. And they're going to target the New South Wales Derby. And I think there's a few other features that they're going to look at as well. But uh, I think Queensland officials will be looking at him closely and trying to get him. Krug, speaking of Queensland and, and New Zealand, how he came across last year, he won a, a feature at Cambridge last Friday for memory. He's due to arrive in Sydney, I think, uh, either in the next week or two as well, because he's coming over for the Chariots of Fire. So there's going to be some nice horses. One horse that won't be coming for the Miracle Mile, Steve, is South Coast Arden. He was placed in the New Zealand Cup just because of COVID and all the issues with the, the logistics of horses and people being in and out of the country or allowed to come in and out of the country. They've just said it's too hard, so they're going to keep him over in New Zealand, uh, uh, South Coast Arden. So that's a bit of a shame because he would have thrived on the big track of Menangle, but uh, we might have to wait another 12 months to see him uh, target a race like the Miracle Mile. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve.